Hey y'all, welcome to Shades of Brown, the podcast that discusses the ever-evolving and sometimes contradicting thoughts of a Black millennial. I'm your host, Allie B, and I'm so excited and grateful that you are back with me, hopefully back with me, for another episode. If this is your first episode, hey, hey boo, hey bruh, how you doing? I've had so much more to say about this relationships conversation. I started it on the episode entitled, We Need People. This time around, I have a guest with me to take a deep dive into relationships, specifically supernatural relationships. It's a good one, y'all. It's a good one. My special guest is Marcus Tankard, who has spent over 20 years preaching and teaching the word in Bible schools, churches, conferences, crusades, and teaching on TV and radio. Marcus received Bible training from Rama Bible Training Center in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Since then, he and his wife, Letitia, have been traveling the world, encouraging believers to enjoy the spirit-led life. But before we deep dive, before we start unpacking stuff, let's get into the brown beat. Okay, so today I want to talk about um, the new Netflix movie, Malcolm and Marie, featuring Zendaya and um, David John Washington, John David Washington. I am probably jacking up his name, but y'all know who I'm talking about. Oh my gosh. If you have not seen this and do not want spoilers, please just skip a few minutes ahead to the conversation because, because there will be spoilers. Y'all, I was physically exhausted after watching this movie. I was so excited about it. I had been anticipating it for weeks and weeks and weeks and I enjoyed it. Let me start, let, let me start by saying that I enjoyed it. I thought it was a great movie. But man, that was a lot. It was intense. I found myself like taking like a phone break to just scroll social media aimlessly for a few minutes to like settle myself because the level of abuse, psychological abuse, verbal abuse, gaslighting, manipulation, all the trauma involved. It was like, whoo-wee, like the low blows. Oh my gosh. It felt like I was watching a whole boxing match with endless knockouts like blow after blow after blow and like of course it's a movie but like it didn't have to be this way like they didn't have to go down this path she said Marie said if we talk about this tonight nothing productive will come of it she said that like don't start none won't be none (laughs) but he insists while she's making him macaroni talking about do you want salted or unsalted butter (laughs) like First of all, that line just felt so like, what? Why is there so much emphasis on what kind of butter she's using to make him this mac and cheese? And why was he eating his macaroni and cheese like that? Like he was legit like stabbing the bowl and making all these sounds. And if, if you've listened to episodes prior, you know, I have a thing about chewing sounds, but my God. And to eat the mac and cheese while he is berating her. Like, how are you going to talk to me like this while you eating some food that I just cook for you. I, she even says, Marie even says, if you're going to, this is the quote, if you're going to treat me like an insane person and call me effing crazy, the least you could do is do it without casually eating macaroni and cheese. Like <laughs> it, bruh. they are both off though. They are both truly troubled. Like I'm saying this as if they are real people. Well, but these are real people though. We've all, we've all either been in this kind of relationship or know people who have been in this kind of relationship where it's just straight up toxic. Talk about a roller coaster. I mean, for an hour, 45 minutes, up and down, up and down, up and down. The most extreme emotions 
that was so unhealthy. <laughs> oh my God. It made me think about the, a book I recently read called The Big Leap, which is basically about how we all have this inner thermostat that kicks in when we're receiving too much goodness in our life, too much joy, too much what, too much anything too good. We begin to self-sabotage once something has happened that goes above what we believe is the level of good we deserve, right? So Malcolm says this in a movie. He says, why is it that anytime anything good happens in our lives, you have to find something, anything, the most minor effing detail to harp on, to make ugly, to ensure there is no reason to effing celebrate. And I was like, that's so powerful because, of course, if you've seen the movie, um, you know that the movie starts out with them getting back home from Malcolm's premiere. He premiered a movie. It's like the biggest night of his life. And of course, they have this crazy argument. Well, just insane fight. And I was like, man, that's so real. Like, that's how that self-sabotage thing kicks in. It's like, it can't just be a good night, right? Like the most amazing night this man is having. And it ends in the most awful way with him sparring verbally with his girl. It was crazy. They were both off. And I'm like, I had, <laughs> I, I vividly remembered some arguments I had in college with the guy I was dating. Like, oh, uh, that was wrong. You know, and it just reminded me of how like when ego shows up, it's a wrap. All it wants to do is make sure I win. Who cares about the productivity of the conversation? Who cares about feelings? Who cares about tomorrow? You know, we still got to be together tomorrow. If we make it tomorrow, like who cares about anything except for me feeling like I've won in this moment? Me feeling like I've, me feeling like I've defended myself in this moment. That was crazy, y'all. But overall, I enjoyed the movie. It was just like, Jesus Christ, this is just it was crazy, y'all. Anyways, if you listen to these spoilers, I still suggest you go watch it, child. Just be warned. This is your trigger warning. <laughs> and if you are not healed from your own traumatic relationships, don't watch that crap. It's going to set you back, child. <laughs> Anywho, enough of that. Let's get into this conversation about the kind of relationships you should have and should be cultivating. Supernatural relationships. Let's get into that. Let's unpack it. Welcome to Shades of Brown, Marcus. Thank you so much for being here. How you doing? I'm doing great. Doing great. Thank you for thinking of me and having me on your show. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, this is a conversation that I'm so excited about because as you all know, my listeners, you guys know that I'm all about relationships. I, I hate that our culture places so much emphasis on just romantic relationships. All relationships matter. Hashtag all relationships matter. Um, I was, uh, as if you may have listened to my first episode of the season, guys, um, I was talking about our need for people. But I have so much more to say about this, about relationships in general. So we're going to dig into what supernatural relationships are. Uh, Marcus was having a conversation with um, Dr. Javon Good about this. And I was like, oh my gosh, everybody needs to hear this. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you for being here to like uh, deep dive into this. So like, let's just get into it. What is a supernatural relationship? That sounds so deep and spooky. Like, what is that? <laughs> <laughs> well, well, just to demystify it, you know, because um, it's not something, ooh, you know, magical, nothing like that. But, you know, the scriptures say, I believe it's in Mark uh, chapter 10, where Jesus said, what God has joined together, 
let man not separate or let no man put asunder, I think is what the King James says. Mm-hmm. Um, well, so uh, most of the times when we hear that scripture, we tend to associate it with marriage. Yeah. Um, but um, the context there, he, was, he wasn't talking uh, about marriage. Um, he wasn't exclusively talking about marriage. You know, when you look at the complete context of the scripture, he ended up talking about um, aspects of marriage where the two become one flesh and all of that. But in the grand scheme of things, um, he wasn't just talking about marriage because there are other things that God brings together. He doesn't just bring two people together in a marriage. Obviously, that was the first um human relationship that we see in the word the first relationship was between adam and god but then you know we had adam and eve but beyond that that's not the only relationship that god brings about so when we talk about supernatural relationships we're talking about a connection a bond a relationship that god orchestrates so that wouldn't just be limited to marriage but that would be platonic relationships it would it would even include familial relationships it would include um relationships like what church you know god so chooses to plant you in mm-hmm. even i mean if we really want to get down be granular about it it would even it could even it would include the job that you mm. take or what career path that you take the mentors that you adopt along the way all of that you know i think that if we're going to see success in any given area um those relationships must be God-ordained, God-inspired, and thus making them supernatural. That's something yeah. that we fabricate or that we manufacture, you know? Yes, I love that. I love, you're already getting into a couple of questions that I have for you. I love this because I was going to ask you, like, you know, in what ways do they show up? Like, is it just friendships or is it just mentorships? What you're saying, this could be anything, even down to the church you go to, down to the job you have. I so, so love that. And and you saying that makes me think on some um some jobs that I've had and how coming across the people that I came across, like this had to be God, you know, Mm -hmm. maybe it wasn't Mm -hmm. just for the job, but maybe it was me having to be here to meet this person in order to accomplish X, Y, Z. Like, I I love that. So let me ask you this then, um, when it comes to friendships, you know, we know that most of us use that term pretty loosely are all, when we think about real friendships, you know, like who our real true friends are, a, a lot of us maybe only have a handful or less. Would you consider all real authentic friendships to be supernatural? Are they mutually exclusive or not? Well, well th- this is the thing, you know, we, I guess we have to really define what a friend is because mm-hmm. we, when we say, okay, well, such and such is my friend. Well, that can mean that you know, I talk to them every day, mm-hmm. or it could mean that I really don't know them. We just friends on Facebook. Mm. <laughs> you know, There's that. It's, <laughs> you know, it's a wide gamut there. When, when I think of friend, I think of proximity. It's someone that I bring close. Mm. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, you know, I'm, fr- I'm friendly mm-hmm. to, to everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, but when, when we talk about a friend, well, friend denotes fellowship, mm. right? That there's more than just a relationship there. A relationship brings the idea that there is something in common between the two, whether it is a parent, whether it's a job, whether it's a hobby. Okay, there's some way that that's the way that we relate to each other. But just because you relate to somebody doesn't mean you have fellowship with them. Yeah. Right? Okay. So so when I talk about a friend, that means that's somebody that I brought close and we have 
fellowship. We have consistent fellowship. It may not even be frequent fellowship because I have friends that I can go months without talking to them. But when I see them, we pick right back up where yes. we left off. Yes. Right. Yes. Um, so while it may not be frequent, it is consistent. And then in that fellowship, Brittany, you, you, you've heard me say this before, mm-hmm. um, that what you fellowship with, you partake of right? That's good. Okay. So if you, my friend, that it's apparent that you have something, you carry something that I don't mind partaking of. In fact, you carry something that, how how can I say this without sounding needy? (laughs) (laughs) You you, you carry something that, that I require. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like, like the supply that you carry, the supply that I partake of in our fellowship, is necessary for me to do what I believe God has called me to do. And for different people, that varies. It could be a supply of wisdom. Mm-hmm. It could be a supply of fun. You know, I have friends in my life that are a tremendous spiritual supply to me, but I also have friends in my life that are a, a, a serious relaxing supply for me where they're like, okay, close the Bible, turn yeah. off the phone. Mm-hmm. We just chilling. We, about, we just going to be right mm-hmm. now. And I need that because without that, I don't trust myself to give myself to that. And mm-hmm. so because of that, I have that friend, I bring them into close proximity because of the supply that they that they provide for me. Does that make sense? This is so good. This is so good already. Oh my gosh. I love, <laughs> let, let me go back a little bit. I love that you um, made the distinction between frequency and consistency. I think a lot of us think that because you know, maybe I see this person every day, you know, we hang out and we have conversation that we're friends, you know, versus someone who maybe I have consistency with consistent fellowship with that is deeper, right. And it's connection. That's more Mm -hmm. of a friendship than me just seeing every day having, you know, surfacey conversation. So I love that you made that distinction. Um, Frequency and consistency are not the same. Uh, That's good. This, This is also good. And also like, you know, the, the, the friend having a supply that we need, like that is, that's so good. That's a word that it's by itself can preach. Okay. <laughs> I get so excited. <laughs> so can you tell us a bit about, um, cause you know, the term, you know, supernatural relationship can be, uh, uh interchangeable with divine connection. You know, I think that's something that yes. a lot of us say more often, you know, this is a divine yes. connection, but what does that mean though? Like what, how do we know if, if a connection is divine, if a connection is supernatural, what, what does it look like for it to be this? How, do, how can we say, oh yes, this is that? Well, it's important that we, okay, Romans 8 and 14, you know, it says for as many as are led mm-hmm. by the spirit of God, right? These are the sons of God. And it's so, you know, it's important that if you want to, I don't know any other way to say it, if you want to receive spiritual things, then you have to live in a spiritual place. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm. So like, so if you want divine relationships, if you want these relationships that God has orchestrated for your life, then you have to live your life in a place um, where you just don't live in the natural all the time, where your life is, is just governed by natural things. And, you know, I get up in the morning, you know, I exercise, I get my smoothie, I turn on the news, you know, I go to work, I do this, and then I, you know, then I eat, and then I might surf Facebook, mm-hmm. I might call my mom, go to bed, and it's just, that's just it. Mm-hmm. You can't live your life detached from God 
and then think that you're going to welcome with open arms what he's authoring for you. That's not going to happen. Preach. This is a word. <laughs> no, I mean, real talk. Because, because, because we think, and yes, he loves us, but yeah. we think that sometimes if it's God, it's just going to be. And it's like, the reality is that there are two different parallel realities that we yeah. all experience. We have the flesh reality, which is of our own making and what we can manufacture. And then we have the spiritual reality over here, which is everything good that God has for us, every answer, all the supplies that we need, so on and so forth. And so when we talk about divine relationships, it's important to know that if we're not, okay, if we're not living with the divine, mm -hmm. Okay, mm -hmm. then that which is divine is beyond our reach. Yeah. And that's just that's just the way it is. Yeah. Um, those divine relationships, uh, most of the time those are, those divine relationships are within our reach. Like it's not so much not and again, there's always an exception to the rule, but nine times out of ten, God doesn't have to relocate you to connect you with a divine relationship. Mm -hmm. In most cases, everything that you need is within your grasp. Mm -hmm. It's just that something else has your attention. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, once we, once we decide to tap into God, press into God and decide to be led by the spirit, when you're led by the spirit, you'll be led to who and what your life requires for any given season. And when you step over into, you know, that flow of living where you are being led by the spirit, Paul said, you know, you walk in the spirit. You know, we know we pray in the spirit. We know we dance in the spirit. But Paul said, you're supposed to walk there. Like you're supposed to conduct your living being led by the spirit. Mm -hmm. When we do that, my wife says it like this. She says that when we live by the spirit, we do more on accident than we ever intended to do on purpose. Man, 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 man. So it's not something you have to manufacture. You know what I mean? Because it's yes. divine, it's beyond you. But because you're in that flow, you just find yourself in the yeah. in, in the right place, doing the right thing with the right people. You, you know, you said this. Um, you said this before, um, and what you just said reminds me of this. Um, when you're aligned right, you'll cover more ground in less time. And yep. I have found this to be so true so true um i don't want to say we waste a lot of energy but i'll just say we use a lot of energy that i think could be saved if we would just get in the right flow get connected to the right people we'll save more time we'll save more resources we'll uh create more space for creativity and for purpose if we are aligned properly um Right, right. And I it removes this, the struggle. Yes, yes. It removes the struggle. It absolutely does. One, and this is specific to you, uh, Marcus. Once one practical example for me that I've noticed um, when it comes to, like these divine connections. So I'm a part of uh, your prayer community. Marcus has a prayer community. If you're not, if you're not a part of it, please go find them on Facebook right now and uh, sign up. <laughs> text the number. Like the prayer community is amazing, and my life have seen has seen the fruit of it already. And it's just been a couple months. Um, anyways, so. There is this one day because things have been unfolding in my life crazy for the past six months. It's just been like, God, what the freak are you doing? Like, what are you doing? And some things were moving and shaking. And I text um, Marcus just saying, hey, this is a life update. I don't know what to do with this. Like, just please be praying with me, yada, yada, yada. 
Um, then I, you know, put the phone down, go do some other stuff. And I start praying, actually, I went into prayer. And um, as God, as Holy Spirit was praying through me, I began to pray about muscle building. It was the strangest thing to me because I had never prayed to something like this. I, I could literally, I was visualizing a, a, a bodybuilder and I'm just praying about like stretching and, and increasing mm-hmm. capacity and, and, um, and muscle building, right? So I'm praying this in prayer. Once I get out of prayer, I check my phone. Marcus has responded. And he literally says in the text message something about muscle building. Like literally the words were muscle building. And I was like, oh my gosh, I was just praying about this. And yada, 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 yada. And I was literally in tears because God instantly confirmed what I was praying about. And he confirmed what was what was about to take place in this next season that I'm currently living in. And Marcus responded. He said, supernatural relationships, supernatural relationships. Like this is yep. what it looks like when you are aligned yep. with the right people. Um, yep. You won't be in this place of confusion or having to figure it out. Like it, there will be this clarity that exists when you are aligned right. Right, right. I, you know, I believe, I believe that, that your friends, those people that you have close to you, mm-hmm. I believe that even your pastor, those supernatural relationships mm-hmm. that you have, they should be like a mirror, yeah. right? Um, one of the definitions of a mirror, I think I read this like in a, in a Jewish commentary, is is one who answers the face, hmm. right? Interesting. One who answers the face. And so when, when you look in a mirror, the idea behind the mirror is that it gives you a reflection so that you can make adjustments, right? Hmm. Um, it's going to show you reality. <laughs> um, well, one thing I love about supernatural relationships is that when you enter into fellowship with them, what they're saying to you is a reflection of what God is already dealing with you about. Yeah, yeah. Like it's not something way left field. No, it's a situation where they're talking and you're like, wait a minute, I was just talking to the Mm -hmm. Lord about that. Like Mm -hmm. this is like, you're using some of the same verbiage. You know, truth be told, and this is, this is kind of getting off a little bit, but I'll just tell you this, somebody that's single might be listening. Mm -hmm. That's how I knew that my wife was my wife. It was because when I asked her, you know, first of all, we had the conversation and I told her, I said, you need to know you'll never be first. You will never come first. You know, God comes first. I said, the plan of God and then you. And wow. I said, so it, wow. I said, so if you keep God first, if then if you keep the plan of God second, I said, we'll always be at the same place. But once you mm-hmm. get, if you get those things out of order, then you have a hard time getting along with me. <laughs> um and then that, I asked, I that said, well, sounds so harsh, but it's so real. It's like, listen, no, yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah. It's, hey, yeah. And she appreciated it. And yeah. she appreciated that. She said, thank you for saying that because I had the same sentiment, but she didn't, you know, necessarily have the words for it. And mm-hmm. so I then asked her, I said, well, what are you called to do? Like, what do you believe that God has called you to do? Mm-hmm. And I just let her talk like uninterrupted. I just let her talk you know, and, and there were things that she said that, yeah, I was hearing for the first time because God calls us individually and collectively in a marriage, right? So there'll be some things that she's called to do that I'm not, obviously, but there were very specific things that she said and the way that she said them, she would have had no reason to say them that way had she not been talking to him. Mm, mm, That's good. That's you know good. what I'm saying? And that that and that's not off base at all. Like that's good because um, a lot of my listeners are single. And um 
and in this in the in this season of the podcast I'm, I'm talking more just about relationships in general all types but this is the the thing is like how do we know how does one know you know we always always say oh you just know it's like oh that don't work for me I need like to know. <laughs> <laughs> like give me like examples and that that makes so much sense you know when you are both you know in prayer and both seeking the face of God and both committed to the plan of God the language is going to be uh, it's going to cross you know there's going to be some yes. similar language in our conversations I love that and I think that for sure helps my listeners like so y'all be listening uh the, the men and women you're dating there should be some things they say that confirm some of your prayers absolutely absolutely you know the other thing that I find too is that you know the, the scripture says that the blessing of the Lord makes us rich and has no sorrow with it you know one translation says um and toiling doesn't help it Right, the blessing of the Lord makes us rich, and toiling doesn't help it. Um, well, meaning that when you when you are in relationship with the right people, um, it's 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 not your undoing. Um, yeah. Like like for instance, you ever talk to somebody and like when they get when when they leave your presence or when you get off the phone, you think, oh, that was exhausting. They just drained <laughs> everything out of me. <laughs> You know, you laugh because you know exactly what I'm talking about. <laughs> we'll see when it's supernatural. No, it's no, no, it shouldn't take effort. It oh, shouldn't man. take so much effort. You know, obviously it'll Ooh. take effort to be faithful and to maintain some things to be consistent, but it shouldn't, it shouldn't be your emotional, emotional demise to be connected to someone. If it is, you might want to you might want to check that area. It could yeah. be that may, maybe they're not a friend. Maybe they're an assignment. You are preaching. You are preaching. I'm I'm still reading the book Relational Intelligence by Dr. Darius Daniels. And I've mentioned it on the podcast before. I think everyone should read it. But we oftentimes get frustrated with our relationships because we have people misplaced. And mm. um, it's exactly that. You know, we've placed people as friends. Well, maybe they're not friend. Maybe they are assignment. Maybe maybe they're advisor. Maybe whatever. Um, but we're expecting them to be friends, to operate on friend level, but they can't because that's not who they are to you. And one of the telltale signs, one of the easiest ways to to, to tell is when after your interactions with them, are you drained or energized? <laughs> like yep. that. Yep. And 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 I see it in my own relationships. It's just like, why do I feel so drained? And it's because. Yep. You're, you're hoping they're going to be friend when they're just not and that's okay it's okay if people aren't friend or if people aren't you know a divine connection that's fine everybody don't got to be divine connection that's fine um but it's so important that we have people properly placed yep 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 um, yep so you said something, um you said something on the conversation you and um Dr. Good were having that blew my mind and I just want you to like elaborate on this you were saying that some divine connections will literally follow us to the other side well what does that even what is what does that mean okay this is a very good question um the first thing we have to deal with is we have this idea in our minds that when we die that we go over to heaven and we just you know we just rest 
you know, I mean, you know, we sang the songs coming up. One of these mornings won't be long. Look for me and I'll be gone, <laughs> gone up to heaven, sing and shout. Nobody ever put me out and get me a mansion. And we sing this stuff, but you can sing a lot faster than you can tell one. Mm, oh, okay. All right. <laughs> I mean, if we just gonna be honest about it, you know, I mean, yes, that's that's not what the Bible teach. That is yeah. not what the Bible teaches. Um, and so when we talk about going over to heaven, you know, Paul said it like this. He said, and this is in Second Corinthians chapter five. He said, whether we labor on this side or whether we labor on the other side, we labor to please him and to be accepted of him, mm. right? Um, actually, I think the verbiage there is whether we are present or whether we are absent, mm. right? Kind of like, you know, I think it was Peter that said um, that when we are absent from the body, we are present with the Lord, mm -hmm. right? So when we're absent from this side, we're present over there, but being present over there doesn't mean that we don't work. Mm. There's still work that needs to be done. Like, for instance, I give you an example, like the people that have died and gone on to be with the Lord. Okay. They're over on the other side, working and making preparations for the second coming because mm. he is coming. Mm. We don't hear that preach no more, but we coming. don't, we don't talk about it no more doubt. <laughs> <laughs> He's coming. He's coming. And, you know, we're working on this side, preaching the gospel and you know, getting the gospel out to people, reaching mm -hmm. the lost and everything. But there's preparations that, that they're making over on the other side as well. And so, well, if there if there is work being done on the other side, then make no mistake when you go when, when you die and you go over to the other side, you don't uh, forget you don't lose your memories. You don't lose in part. Okay, it's not like you die and you step over on the other side and you have a new name, you mm -hmm. have a new identity. No, all of that stays with you. You you will recognize your friends, you will recognize your relatives, you will recognize your pastors, you will recognize all of those people when you step over to the other side. And so wow. just like your, yeah, so just like your spiritual leaders, and this is gonna mess with somebody. Hopefully, you don't get no messages about this, but <laughs> just like just like your spiritual leaders on this side are pioneering mm -hmm. and they're they're blazing the trail for you on this side mm -hmm. when they step over to the other side they're blazing the trail for you over there too what what you talking what are you talking about that's wow i'm saying that's what i'm saying so you so you'll step into that that's why i like that's why I feel like there's some people on this side that you work with like fingers work together on a hand mm -hmm. and it's because those relationships are eternal you know what I'm saying? Mm. Um, like with my marriage, yes, I know that there's no marriage in heaven, but because me and Leticia are not just connected by way of marriage, but we're connected by way of assignment, mm -hmm. I imagine we'll still be working together on the other side. Wow. Wow. That's you know, obviously, it won't be within like the family unit yeah. situation, but I'm just yeah. saying, you know, there are other assignments there. This is why we have to think eternally minded. We're not just, you know, we are the old folks saying, I'm living to live again. Mm hmm. Yeah, you know, it's bigger, it's, it's more to it than just this daily stuff. This, wow, this brings up so many questions, but it makes me think about like how when you meet certain people, it's just like when you just click and you feel like you've known them forever and you feel like you will know them forever. It's yeah. like, it just makes me think about that kind of thing. Like, man. Well, it's a connection that you, 
that that you can't wrap words around yeah. because it didn't originate in the natural. Mm. Mm. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. You know, this is this is why, like, you know, you can meet somebody and you're like, I know you. Like, mm-hmm. like mm. I don't I don't know how I know you. <laughs> yeah. But I but I know you. Yeah. And chances are it's because you've been praying in the spirit concerning that person sometimes for years. And, and they and they touch things in you that you didn't even know needed to be touched mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. they're they're offering a spiritual answer. It's not just good company. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Yeah. Let's talk about like the, the difference between um, or maybe just compare in general uh, soulmates versus uh, supernatural relationships. Is there any um, similarity? Are these the same things? What do you say about that? Well, you know, you have to identify the soul. You know, the soul is your intellect, your imaginations, um, your emotions, um, the reasoning part of you, your mind and your mm-hmm. will. And there is an individual that will answer that. Mm. Um, but they may be answering that based on what they have been taught, mm-hmm. what they've learned. You know, it's kind of like, well, the devil actually um you know he's been watching you since you were born yeah he's been studying you yes um so he knows what you like he knows what you don't like he knows what buttons need to be pressed to evoke a certain response Mm -hmm. out of you um so 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 if anybody is a soulmate, it'd be the devil because he's very he's very well, well acquainted with you. Well, there's that. Uh. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I'm just you know, I mean, I'm just saying. I mean, he knows, he knows, he knows. You are really messing with folks' theology and their uh, belief systems on today, okay? <laughs> well, I mean, you know, we just think a little bit. Sometimes we open our Bible and turn our brains off. It's like no. <laughs> No, bring it with you, honey. Bring it with you. Let's <laughs> let's think this all the way through to the end. Because if not, you come up sounding crazy. It's like, where did you get that? You know, yeah. like I told you that. You know. <laughs> anyway, so you know, the, the you know, so it's possible for someone to be very well acquainted with you and mm-hmm. and and know what is on you and know what moves you and knows what motivates you, and yet they still not be an answer for you. Mm, that's a word. Um, yeah, you know, a divine relationship is an answer. Can we say that? Ooh, quote that, tweet that somebody, post that somewhere and make sure you quote him, put his name on there now. That is good. <laughs> yeah, they, they are an answer. Um, they're an answer because of what they supply. Yeah. Um, and I'll say this, they're an answer because of what they supply without effort. Mm-hmm. Um you know, just their presence, just them being like, like what I mean is they don't have to turn into something else to be a supply to you. No, they can just be themselves. You know what I mean? Um, And them being themselves is an answer is it is an act of love to you. Like you feel loved by them without them exerting effort. They're just being, you just feel loved and accepted and affirmed and you know, this is good. And I'm just thinking about the, the friendships, like the true friendships and the true divine connections that I have. And I'm like, yes, that's spot on. That is spot on. Just their presence is enough. They don't have to do anything. That is, I, I love it. Oh, this is so good. All right. I want to shift gears for a second. Let's talk about the other side of this. Um, 
because when we think about supernatural relationships, divine connections, a lot of times they come in the form of um, mentorships. Maybe it's a spiritual advisor, a pastor, a spiritual father or mother, things like that. And maybe just, you know, uh, this can happen in friendships too. Is loyalty to a divine connection ever toxic? Can it, can it, ever, can it ever turn? Can it ever uh, get to a place where it's like, okay, maybe it was divine in this season, but it's not anymore. Maybe I have um, done my time, but now I'm, I'm, I need to get out. Like, how do we transition from them? Like, it, can they be toxic? And if they can, how do we transition from them? Well, two things here, you know, I think about Samuel. You remember when Samuel, you know, he hadn't learned the voice of the Lord, but when his mother brought him to the temple as a baby, she said, what if you give me a son, I'll give him back to you. Mm -hmm. So she brought him to the temple, left him with Eli, right? Mm -hmm. Um, Well, the Lord began talking to him, talking to to Samuel. And um, so now the tutelage for learning the voice of the Lord begins. The problem was Eli and his sons were, we'll just say this, they wasn't living right. (laughs) You know, his sons were going around sleeping with the women all at the temple and Samuel was just letting them do it. So, Mm -hmm. um, but when he, when Samuel woke up, excuse me, Eli was letting him do it. But anyway, so when Samuel woke up in the middle of the night and he's hearing the word of the Lord, someone's calling him, Mm -hmm. he gets up and he goes to Eli, he wakes him up and he says, hey, I'm here. Did you, did you call me? Eli says, no, I didn't call you. Go back to bed. Well, this repeated, you know, two or three times. And the third time he came to him and said, Hey, you called me. He says, no, I didn't call you. He recognized the Lord was talking to him. And he said, the next time you hear that voice say, speak Lord for your servant hears. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay. What would have happened if Samuel had went to Eli in the middle of the night, Samuel asleep, Samuel leave, uh, Samuel sleep, Eli sleep, Samuel is awakened by the voice of the Lord. He goes over to Eli in his bedroom and says, hey, I heard you calling me. What would have happened if Eli had a said, no, I didn't call you, but you can come get in this bed with me. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Huh? That would have that that turned sour real quick. <laughs> well, isn't that what has happened with a lot of our these deep supernatural quote-unquote relationships yeah where there are people that come that that come to certain ministers for for one supply Mm -hmm. uh, and they're they're offered another one and Mm -hmm. things get real toxic things get really weird you know um the other thing is you know um pastors that have all sorts of insecurities that get their sense of value and self-worth from the people that are in the pews speak on it um you know that turns real toxic real quick because now i'm not free to obey what the spirit is authoring in my own heart because i'm loyal to you yeah Mm. when loyalty when loyalty conflicts the voice of the Lord, when loyalty goes against good, sound, moral judgment, Mm -hmm. now things have gotten toxic and you need to have people in your life outside of your pastor, which is why I encourage believers to have other types of supernatural divine relationships, because you have to have somebody else out that is disconnected from 
from these from this pastoral relationship that can look at you and say that's crazy yeah yeah that's good you know i've had to rescue a few friends like that that were in a situation <laughs> where like the pastor was telling them everything to do down to the lip color and i'm like that's oh. dumb and you oh, need my. to get out of that that is not safe oh, you know God. um and some listened to me, some didn't, mm -hmm. you know, and it was to their demise. And they came back around and said, I should have listened to you. I should have listened to you. And I'm yeah. like, yeah, because I'm in your life as a rescue. That's yeah. why God sends you friends, divine connections to rescue you from dumb stuff. Um, <laughs> now, now when it, now, when it comes down, you mentioned about transitioning from certain leadership, you know, the reality, you know, is that every new season, every phase comes with another set of divine connections yes that's just the reality of it and and every connection that was in the previous phase may or may not follow you into the next one yeah um and that is a hard pill for some pastors some spiritual leaders to swallow mm -hmm. um because some of them some, there's some spiritual leaders that you have and in that phase you know they are a father figure to you but in the grand scheme of things God only set them there as a mentor you have yet to mm -hmm. meet that father you mm -hmm. know what I mean mm -hmm. um the reality is and I hate to say this but the reality is that many of us we search out fathers and that's what really that, that's what really messes you up because a spiritual father finds you you don't find him man that oh man <sighs> Can you speak more about that? Because that's just tricky all together. And I think especially my generation, um, there's just a lot of confusion surrounding what that looks like, the advisor and, men and advisee, mentor-mentee relationship, the spiritual son, mother, daughter, son relationship, uh, whatever, father. It, it, it's weird. It can, be, it can get weird really, really quickly. Mm -hmm. Like, mm -hmm. can you speak to what it is supposed to be? Well, we have to make the difference then between, okay, there's a difference between a spiritual father and a mentor. Mm -hmm. Okay. Paul said you have, you have many teachers or mentors, but you have few fathers, mm. right? Mm -hmm. As it should be. Yeah. Because a teacher or a mentor is designed to help you with a particular skill set. Mm -hmm. Okay, they're there to help you help they're there to help you perfect a certain skill, like whether it's singing or writing mm -hmm. or businesses or whatever. Once you perfect that skill set, you really don't have a need for them. Mm. And sometimes what has happened is that we've made mentors pastors. Mm. We've made we've made we've made people that God designed to be a mentor. We've made them our spiritual fathers. And so yeah. now when you outgrow that, now you look dumb. Because mm -hmm. it's like, now you've grown beyond that. And now what they have to give you is not relevant for the season that you're in. And you made an eternal decision based on a moment. Wow. Um, the, the, the spiritual father is less concerned about your skill set. And they're more concerned about pastoring your life. Mm -hmm. Like, for instance, Pastor Jane's so much concerned about me preaching as much as he making sure that I love teaching these boys, right? Mm. talk about it this is so good this is yeah, so good yeah 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 see he, he, try, he trying to make sure that i'm not dumbing myself down 
to make other people that I want to be in fellowship feel comfortable. Man. You know, he, he want to make sure I ain't lying on my taxes. Hello. You, you know what I'm saying? Right. Yeah. You know, he, see, he, he's concerned about, you know, my integrity and that I'm holistically a man so that when I leave the platform. Mm. Hello. Okay. All right. We we are All going right. to another lane, but this is so good. And I just feel like we should just stay right here because th that's the thing. It's like, I think we get so, we get so caught up in what the platform is now, or even what, what the platform we may feel called to not understanding that it won't always be a platform. Like you have a whole life to live outside of this platform, whatever that platform is, however small or large it is, or medium size it is like there but, is life outside of that. Like, who are you off the platform? Who are you at home? How do your children feel about you? How does your spouse feel about you? What do your friends say about you behind your back? Like, these things matter what do if you're in corporate america as well like what do they say about you um like right. there is so much more beyond these i just think we glorify these it just gets weird really fast these like these spiritual relationships they can get very odd very quickly so i love mm -hmm. that you are saying this this is so good this is wisdom y'all this is wisdom so with these relationships, are they always equally reciprocal? Because I think we set ourselves up for disappointment when we have these expectations that are not properly aligned. So is every divine connection, is there going to be um, an equal give and take? No, it's not. Because I'll say this two ways. Everybody is, is friends with markets. Mm -hmm. But markets ain't friends with everybody. Mm. Like there's some people that you might would talk to and they say, oh yeah, Marcus is my best friend. And you might say that to me and I'm like, oh, really? <laughs> and it's, be <laughs> it's, be it's because, I didn't mean that to be funny, I promise. <laughs> it's, it's because of what they are, what they're getting on the receiving end, mm -hmm. you know, um, yes, being yes. connected to me you know, in some way is such a blessing to them and it's answering things for them. But that doesn't mean that they're answering things for me. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, it mm -hmm. doesn't even mean that I've given them proximity yeah. to even be that uh, for me. Um, the, other, the other way that I want to answer that is I believe that we either are, we are and we are in three different types of relationships. You know, um, we're either Paul, Barnabas or Timothy. Mm. Okay. Um, Paul being, uh, you know, the spiritual father, mm -hmm. you know, he was imparting to Timothy, you know, he was one that was stirring him up. You know, Paul wrote first and second Timothy to Timothy mm -hmm. as a young pastor, pastoring at large church there in Ephesus. He was a spiritual father to him. Mm -hmm. Right. But then we have Barnabas. Who's Barnabas? Well, Barnabas was equal in calling and anointing to Paul. Um, and Paul was anointed in his own right, but there were some doors that Paul couldn't open on his own. Yeah. But Barnabas was there. Um, not to exert his equality with Paul, but to be, but to be a companion and to be a help, to be an assist. He was the BFF, if we can say that, right? Yeah, yeah. So, and then you have Timothy, who is the, men, the mentee or the spiritual 
son, the one that's having something passed. So I believe that in any given relationship, you have to ask yourself, okay, which one am I? Mm. You know, am I the spiritual one here giving the advantage, Mm -hmm. right? Are we friends where we share an advantage, okay? Or am I the or, or am I the student here? Yeah. Where my job is not to teach, my job is to learn. Yeah. Um, you have to ask yourself what people like that in your life. Where do where does this individual fit? And 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 if you find that they don't fit in one of those three areas, then you may want to reanalyze that and make sure that you're not wasting time. Yeah. Yeah. Not saying that they're not worthy or that they're not important, but he's not making no more time. He's not adding more hours in the day. He's not adding more days in the week. And so you have to be intentional. I heard it said this way. You have to be intentional about your poor. Yes. Yes. This is the perfect transition to my next question. How do you protect your poor? There are times where we, we just pour endlessly in spaces where it's just ineffective. We're honestly wasting our poor, but even within a supernatural relationship, we still have to be intentional about our poor and we still have to guard and make sure that we are pouring from an overflow and not, you know, just all of us so that we're being empty. So what does that look like even within a divine connected relationship? what does it look like to protect our poor well for me you know you don't have but too many times to ask me about a particular thing and I give you an answer and you don't do it and then Mm -hmm. I'm finished Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, because I'm not going to waste my time I got a family I got a wife Mm -hmm. we have multiple businesses we're building a ministry I don't have time to 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 try to teach someone who hasn't made it their job to learn um and so I pay attention to things you know like when you say that you want to talk to me like for instance you know if you you were to say okay Mark I want to meet with you I need some wisdom I need some counsel Mm -hmm. on xyz let's meet at the Starbucks or wherever and let's chat if you show up without a notebook, I know something. Mm-hmm. But I, I, when, I, when I pastor, people would ask me for meetings. They'd take, ask, well, I need counseling for this, that, and the third. And they'd come in my office, didn't have a notebook or a Bible, and I'd chew them out right on the spot. Like, how dare you waste my time? You wow. asked me for these answers, and wow. I, didn't, I didn't prayed before you didn't got up in here. Wow. You know, seeking the Lord, preparing my spirit. And you come here, and you don't even bring... A, 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 note, a notepad, a pen, sticky note, dog, cat, nothing. Wow. It's so wow. disrespectful. It is so disrespectful. Um, and then, you know, I monitor this, you know, when I'm talking, you know, now mind you, I'm the one that God has placed in your life for the answer, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. I am, I am an answer for you, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. But if I'm an answer to you and you're in my presence and you requested to speak with me, why are you on your phone? Mm. Why are you on your phone? Um, uh, you know, or, or, you know, now that just goes for one-on-one meetings, but I have yeah. people that want to connect with me in the form of, you know, spiritual daughter, spiritual son or whatnot, but mm-hmm. they never show up for my meetings. Mm. You know, I come to their town and say, hey, I'm in the city. I would love to see you. They don't make any time for me. 
Mm. Well, well, see that type of situation, then you 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 don't you don't want it bad enough, and mm. it's nothing against that individual. It's just that I know that they don't want it bad enough, and if I gave, watch this, and if I gave it to them, they wouldn't know what to do with it. Yes, this is good. Wow, wow. You know, and so on the other side of that, like for me, you know, I make room for stuff like that. You know, mm-hmm. like I, you know. I may go a couple months and not talk to Pastor Jay, but I'm not going to go a couple months and not send him a text. Yeah. Not send him some money, mm-hmm. you know, um, not click on the live and hear what the man of God mm-hmm. preaching, what the spirit of God is saying to him. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And if he was the call, if he was the call or text right now, Hey, I need you to do this, that, and the third, my life stops for that yeah. supply. Wow. Not so much for that person, but for that supply. My life stops for that supply. Wow. Wow. That makes sense. Yes, this is good. You're helping me. This is good. This is good. Sound wisdom, people of God. I hope y'all taking notes. (laughs) This is so good. Wow. My life stops for that supply. Well, you have to ask yourself the question, you know, like when people start, like they want to leave a church or they want to leave a marriage or whatever, you know, Jesus had preached the message and it offended a lot of people. So the crowd went from 5,000 down to 12, mm-hmm. right? And so he looks and he asked, he asked the disciples, he said, y'all going to? Everybody else that left, y'all going to? And, um, and Peter piped up and he said, and I love this. He said, where are we going? he said you you have the words of life well if we leave where are we going and that's the question nobody asks before they get ready to split or break off a connection no one asks the question okay where am I going to get this supply you listen let me tell you something you stepping on people's toes now okay We be quick and I am guilty of this, you know, and even, and I think a lot of us are even justified in some of our reasonings, you know, for disconnecting with certain things that, you know, became toxic, but where are we going? It's like, what well, what's next though? You know, what, because the thing about it, what happens is we get to a point where maybe the, the connection became toxic, but we forget that it wasn't always toxic. There was an answer there. There was a supply, you know, and we yeah. get to a place where we then choose to dishonor what was something that God mm-hmm. did, you know, uh, place in our lives as something beautiful. But we just be like, you know, chunk the deuces and it's done. It's like, but where are we, where are we going though? <laughs> right, right. Like, where are you going to find somebody that's going to prophesy to you while you in your mess? Let, listen. Uh, huh? Well, you're going to go with somebody who will love you enough to cover you in your mess and not tell your secrets, but love you publicly. Well, you got to ask them questions. You got to ask them, just like with a wife, you know, I love Tisha and she know a lot of junk about me. And so I have to ask myself the question when, you know, I'm all mad and all this kind of stuff and <laughs> I want to leave the marriage. Blah, blah, blah. Where you going to find somebody that's going to love you and your junk and wash them underwear? <laughs> that look like that <laughs> i'm just these are these are questions you have to ask these are you can't be too deep not to ask yeah. this question and give a practical answer where are you gonna find that then yeah you better you better straighten up and get right and stop playing yeah yeah i have literally man the man this i'm just in a humbling season okay like god is just out here breaking <laughs> me down god i ain't i ain't gonna even lie to you god and, and you know what's happening but i'm just out here like whoo 
Lord, you're breaking me down. But I have literally had to go back to people that God had placed in my life and apologize um, for the way that I have ha handled some certain things because you just can't be out here dishonoring um, relationships that God placed in your life. You know, even when things go south, there is a way to exit. You know, there is a way to exit that still honors. Overall, just give your uh, just give your last uh, nuggets and wisdom regarding uh, supernatural relationships. And I do before you say this, I do want to say though that I don't want to make it sound like every single relationship has to be divine. You know, like you can still have your people that you just kick it with your associates. You know, maybe y'all go to the movies post pandemic. You know, like maybe y'all just you know go get wings and kick it. Like I mean. Mm -hmm. Everything doesn't have to be so intense and so whatever. Like I, I get it. Just be intentional about it. You know, like just be intentional. So what's your last wisdom for the, for the saints? Yeah, you, 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 you said it right there is be intentional, be intentional. You know, if you are successful in business, if you're successful in ministry, if you're successful in your relationships, I guarantee you it's not because you, it's not on accident. Mm. it's not on accident it is because you gave your attention to the right thing you gave your ears to the right thing you gave your heart to the right thing these things don't just happen these things yeah. don't just happen and so if, if you set your heart and this is wisdom that a, a, one of my professors in bible school gave me she said if you set your heart to follow the spirit she said you will Mm. she said but you have to set your heart to do that and I said well how does that work she said because the Holy Ghost lives on the inside he lives on the inside of your heart she said to find him to find his leading to find his counsel to find his answers you don't have to look any further than your own heart because that's where he lives mm. so she said the first step to learning how to follow him is just set your heart to want to follow him just lord i don't want what i want i want what you want lord in this area with 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 my friends you know with a spouse with a pastor i want what you want and she said just by default by default your heart will begin to gravitate towards the right thing so if you put the intention there sometimes i think that's the that's the hardest part because we have desires for other things you know we want to be it's just like that stuff that we were doing in middle school. We want to be with the cool kids. You know, we want to run with this crowd and we want to, you know, wear these clothes and have these shoes and drive this car. And it's like, wait, no. How about we put all that to the side and just say, you know what? I want to follow the spirit. Lord, I have a desire to follow you at all costs. You know, no matter how uncomfortable it may be in a moment, I know it's for my good. I want to follow you. And just doing that is like setting the GPS for a destination, you know? Yeah. And if you'll set your heart, following him is a piece of cake, but, but setting your heart might be the issue. And I, let me give this word a caution. It, it, may take, it may take a little while to set it because sometimes your heart can be like, I have children. So sometimes your heart can be like an unruly toddler, mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you know? And sometimes I'll tell Malachi, I'll say, sit down you know, and then maybe 30 seconds later, he's up running around and he misunderstood what I said. What I meant was sit down and stay seated. And stay seated. <laughs> until I tell you do otherwise. Yeah, yeah. You know, that's a word though. That's that. a word. Cause it's like, okay, all right, I, I can sit down. But that stay seated, that's the hard part uh, right there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And you're not going to be led until you can teach your heart how to sit 
and stay seated. No, mm-hmm. don't go running after this. Don't go running. No, just just wait. Mm-hmm. Just wait. And and then as you do that, now it invites the Holy Spirit to come in and say, I need you to text that person. Or I need you to kind of put some distance between that individual. That's not right for you right now. Mm-hmm. You don't find that when you're out being busy. You only find that as you get quiet. So mm-hmm. if I could give anything to the listeners, it would be that. Slow down. Set your heart to follow the spirit. And if you do that, you will follow him. Amen. This is good. This is so amazing. Um, I just, I'm just so full right now. (laughs) Good. (laughs) Better that than you said, that hour is your dream. (laughs) Man, thank you. Thank you. Thank you for this. Um, Let's get into these brownie points, y'all. Brownie points is where we give ourselves kudos for something that we're proud of, that we've done recently, something we've said recently, something that we have not done recently, maybe something we've refrained from, whatever it is, think on it, meditate on it, write a note to yourself, whatever. But I want you to give yourself brownie points and take away some attention from all the things you haven't done right um, and put some more focus on what you are doing so well, love on yourself. So Marcus, what are you giving yourself brownie points for today? I'm giving myself brownie points because I have completed all of the assembly for these Christmas gifts. Now, don't judge me. I know it's almost February. I know it's almost February, but I'm finished. I don't have nothing else to put together. I have nothing else to pull out the box. Everything is open and put together. I love that. I love that. I don't even think about it. It's like, okay, you bought the gift, you unwrapped the gift, now you got to assemble the gift. Like, I love it. I love it. <laughs> it ain't going to no meaning when you got three children and everybody right. buying new stuff to put together. It's like, Jesus. <laughs> I love that. Okay. I'm giving myself brownie points for joining a 100 day challenge with um, some lady friends. It's called hundred days of believing bigger. It's a devotional journal by Marshawn Evans Daniels. And it's so incredible. And it's challenging me greatly. Um, but I'm committed to the process and I'm excited to see uh, what it'll look like on day 100. So yeah, that's what I'm giving myself brownie points for is for believing bigger. Well, all right. Uh, Thank you so much, Marcus, for joining me and for really just preaching to the people. Like my mind is blown. You shared so many amazing nuggets that I will take with me and I hope my listeners will as well. So please um, share with us where we can find you on social media, share uh, any announcements you have about any ministry stuff, any engagements you have coming up, just whatever your books, share it all. Okay, well, uh, all of my books are on Amazon. So you just go to Amazon and put my name in the search query box. All the stuff will come up. And um, and then I'm on Facebook, uh, Facebook, YouTube, and uh, Instagram at Marcus Tankard, spelled just the way my name is spelled or whatnot. And then you can also find me on my website, MarcusTankard.me. Um, so yeah, hop on on Facebook, pray with us. We're praying every day. Um, seven o'clock every morning Central Standard Time. We go for about 45 minutes and it's a great way to start the day following the Holy Ghost. So yeah, it's amazing guys. It is so phenomenal. Uh, So again, thank you. Thank you. Thank you guys. Follow, 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 support, buy the books. These books are amazing. Margaret is full of wisdom. So please, please follow and your life will be blessed. All right. Y'all know what it is. Black folks, especially, please, please, please know you are enough. Your creation is so divine and I love me soon. So until the next episode, be healthy, be whole, be healed.